0: I'm going to ask you a red flag. You're going to give me a red flag. We're going to go back and forth and we're going to give, I think we should give our final verdict, red flagged or deal breaker. So yep. number one, this one is a little personal, isn't it?
1: Oh, it is.
0: what's up podcast fam
1: hey guys it's kate and jj (laughs) and today um we're not quite done with this season on red flags today we want to cover a bunch of the remaining red flags that you guys wrote in and voted on so we're gonna do kind of like a what is it like when you do a fast speed like
0: speed like a
1: speed round exactly you're
0: gonna say speed date
1: yeah speed dating We're gonna speed date all these red flags. No, this is. (laughs) Nope, red flag, bye.
0: Exactly what it is.
1: Speed dating. Speed dating, everyone, of all different remaining red flags, jealousy, age gaps, narcissism, cheating, blah, blah, blah. All right, all right, all right. Well, let's uh, talk about a few things first. So first of all, uh, Patreon. You guys, we just launched a bonus episode. It's been a hot topic. We psychoanalyzed Love is Blind season five, which was an absolute train wreck of a season. And it, But it is interesting sometimes to watch this show, not necessarily for the drama, but for Why people are interested in other people. And, you know, so as dating coaches, we love to watch for that reason alone. But if you want to join our Patreon community and just support this podcast, get episodes like that, hang out with us once a month because we do a Zoom hang, get access to all of the Heart of Dating Conference 2023 content, plus every single masterclass we did in our previous program, the Singles Academy, join us on Patreon, patreon.com slash heart of dating. Babe, what number are we trying to get to?
0: Well, we just passed 100.
1: Yeah, we did. Yeah. But this is what happened. So we actually now have followers on Patreon. So we don't have 100 paid members. We have 100 patrons plus free members and followers so even if you just want to follow us on patreon we want to welcome you to do that because now you can do that for free and you can get a few fun bonus things but if you do want to financially support us that would mean a lot it starts at five dollars a month i also want to quickly shout out our youtube channel because hey we've been working hard on this thing and we are about to launch into some new strategies on there. And it's just so exciting. So if you would go and check us out on Heart of Dating on YouTube, and if you would follow us, uh, maybe look at a recent video, which is a recent podcast, that would be awesome. I'm just going to read a comment we, re- we recently got, which was so cool. This woman said, Wow. The parallels of our stories are almost on point. So glad you're sharing this because I could never understand why I kept going back. Glad we both found our way out. This episode has been very therapeutic even though the abuse was many years ago in the past. Thank you for your story, Kate. It helped me so much and I'm sure it will help others as well. This is about the episode I did solo on emotional abuse a few weeks ago. So thank you to our YouTube friends and thank you for the comments. Keep them coming. We love YouTube. All right, guys. Last announcement is that this is the last week, isn't it, babe, for HODC, Early Bird?
0: Right. Clarify.
1: Yeah, you can still buy tickets after this, but it's going to be higher price. Why would you want to do that? Why would you? I don't know. Why don't you tell them what's at HODC?
0: Well, we got Kate and I. (laughs) We got Mia Fields. Oh, yeah. We got Jamal and Natasha Miller. Uh Uh-huh. No, the only thing I'll say about conference is this. Mm. You guys spoke and we listened. And we also asked ourselves, like, when we go to a conference, do we like just to hear keynote, 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 keynote? No. No.
1: We're making this conference interactive. It's going to be different. There's going to be times to meet singles, do breakouts. You're going to hear from people just like yourself. We're going to do Q&As and panels. And of course, we're going to have epic Holy Spirit led worship. And we can't predict what the Holy Spirit will do. But last year was absolutely incredible. Mm -hmm. Oh, and do you want to tell them about our singles party? You got it. Oh, my gosh. It's disco cowboy theme right in time for New Year's. And if you buy an in-person ticket, you get to come in person for as a part of your ticket. That Saturday night, the 30th online tickets, which yes, we offer online tickets. You're going to get a virtual disco cowboy singles party. It's going to be so fun. You guys, we are planning it now and we're going all out. Line dancing, karaoke, potential hat making, like there's going to be so many cool things. So go to heartofdating.com forward slash HODC. Early bird tickets end October 31st. And I would snag your in-person ticket because last year we sold out, y'all. So don't miss it. Last thing, hey, we have free resources all over our website. And so if you go to heartofdating.com forward slash resource forward slash show interest, you can download one of our most popular guides, which is the how to show interest guide. You're crushing on somebody? You want to know to drop that hanky? Guys, you want to know to ask a girl out? Download this free guide. It's like our number one downloaded guide. All right, babe, you ready to get into today? Let's go. Okay, what are we doing?
0: So I'm going to ask you a red flag. You're going to give me a red flag. We're going to go back and forth and we're going to give, I think we should give our final verdict, red flagged or deal breaker.
1: Okay. Okay. But what if it, okay, so, and why our definition, it could be a red flag, but you just need more information, or it could be a red flag that actually might be a deal breaker.
0: Right. And we can clarify, obviously, these are all deeply personal to a degree. Yep. But if we had to give our verdict, we were your dating coach, and we just listened to you talk about this, and we had to prompt you, which we Mm -hmm. don't really do. Yep. We'd rather ask you questions and let you come to your own decision this is what we would say so number one this one is a little personal isn't it
1: oh it is give it to us
0: give it to us or you
1: give it to me okay shoot
0: (laughs) okay well there's a big age gap and we'll go by the rule of thumb which is divide your age by two and add seven is that the number
1: i've never heard this before whoa
0: you've never heard this rule thumb nope for age limits the rule thumb i always heard was divide your age by two and then add seven
1: okay interesting
0: so are you um at liberty to give your age on this yeah i'm 34 okay whoa i love it no shame no so this would say 34 divided by two
1: is 17 way to go plus seven is 25 is the minimum yeah so that's interesting. I want to just back up and say: Is a age gap overall a red flag? Let's say of five years, around five years or more.
0: It, it's not necessarily a red flag that a person was born for when they were born, right? <laughs> right, <laughs> like right. They didn't have control over that. <laughs> totally. Is it a rev- Is it something that you need to evaluate or a deal breaker if they are over or younger than that five-year age range? So if you're thirty and they're twenty-four where you're 30 and they're 36, do you need to evaluate?
1: So I would say the thing about it is you have to ask yourself two questions. Are you looking to build the same things in life? So that talks about the stage of life. And do you have a similar outlook on growth? I've dated guys that are 15 years older than me and they did not have similar outlooks on growth and they were very stuck in their ways. And in fact, some of them were more immature than when I dated you, JJ, when you were 26 when we met.
0: So you're saying I was more mature than 45 year olds. Yeah, roughly. That's, thank you.
1: And so I think it's like, instead of thinking about their age in terms of the number, it's important to think of their age in terms of life experience and their posture to growth as well as if you are looking for a similar stage in life. So let's say I am 30 and I'm considering dating somebody who's 22, 23. Now, that would be an, an interesting age gap only because that person probably just got out of college. They might be in a different stage of life, but you could make the argument that that 22 or 23 year old maybe has been through a lot, is a very emotionally, spiritually mature and is ready to get married and settled down. I don't see that often, but sometimes that is the case. So you can't just write somebody off because of their age. I do think, though, there is like a caveat to that, because if I'm 25 and there's an 18-year-old interested, that's very different. This person hasn't even gone through college yet. So that stage of life is very different than somebody who is in their like early 20s. Correct?
0: They're closer to puberty than they are your age. (laughs)
1: My gosh, (laughs) never thought about it like that. Like, or think about a 20 year old dating like a 35 year old.
0: Yeah. Well, do you think it changes on gender?
1: So, here's the thing I do think that there is a stereotype that lots of older guys want to date younger girls. And honestly, I just got to, for the ladies here, say, ugh, because I get so annoyed by that, just like you ladies do. And I also dealt with that. Um, I think that that has a lot to do with sometimes I feel like that has to do with their maturity, but a lot of times they just think, Oh, I need somebody young because I want five kids and I wasted my life with my career by well, not focusing well, on marriage and I, now I'm gonna go young. Hold
0: on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's pump the brakes. <laughs> okay. I know you are a clearly very, very um amped up. Yeah. But I do think the reality is that if you actually had to look at age gaps, the majority of relationships always have an older man and a younger woman. But But like that range is obviously like maybe a year or two or three. Are you speaking to that or are you kind of talking about like... No, I'm talking about a a 40-year-old
1: guy who wants somebody under 25.
0: Okay. I don't think that's... Common. <laughs> like, that's Leonardo. Oh, no, that's common. That's like Leonardo DiCaprio. JJ,
1: that's common. Have you been to New York City and seen the dating line
0: Okay, well, that's New York City. Who were we just listening to who said New York City? Was it you? New York City has the finance guys who are 42 Yeah, the looking for the 24-year-old Broadway girl.
1: But it also happens a lot in LA, and it happens a lot. Like, my ladies who are listening right now, they're probably clapping or like, mm-hmm, it's true, JJ. It's <laughs> I'm true. not saying
0: it's not true. I'm just saying, like, that is that might be more of a minority of the guys. The guys you find who are around maybe 40, I think, in general— all the guys under 40 are maybe like, I would probably prepare, prefer to marry a girl who's a few years younger.
1: I don't know. I think I think you should ask some guys in their 40s. I will.
0: But let's clarify <laughs> one thing. The guys probably need a, fo- a, f- a few more years mm. ahead of their the women and their female counterpart. Sometimes. Because so. they need it to mature. Right. That's probably like one of your more classical so arguments. So
1: you're saying that I married you and you were age... 27 when we got married but really you were aged like I was
0: a diamond in the rough 24? I was okay. a diamond in the rough okay, I'm Aladdin. <laughs> now I'm just saying to be honest I, I do think guys could probably use it more than women that mm. few years
1: yeah Well, let's get back to the main point because we are doing the smorgasbord, right? We're doing tons of red flags. I don't think age gap on paper needs to be a red flag. Again, consider are you looking to build the same things in life? Like are you in the same life stage? And do you have a similar outlook on growth? Um, also look at how much they've learned in their life, like how much they've been through. So I think those things are way more important than their actual age number.
0: 100%.
1: And yes, there's going to be some different cultural things. If you date someone who is more on the cusp of Gen Z and you're a millennial... They are going to know more about Snapchat and TikTok and stuff, okay? Versus guys I've dated that are much older, like, have never heard a Backstreet Boys song. And I'm like, what is happening here? You know, so there are going to be, like, cultural differences, but that's not, like, a deal breaker by any means.
0: No, it's not. But, you know, the memes you send each other are definitely going to be...
1: But a deal breaker is a guy wanting to date a very, very, very young girl. I think if you are young... If you are like 18, 19, 20 listening and a guy who is 40 or even over 30, I'm sorry, in my mind. No, that is that's a deal breaker. Well, I'd say
0: that. the <laughs> you probably need to have an upper limit. Uh, that's pretty reasonable. and right. Wise.
1: Yep. OK, let's talk about the next one.
0: Oh, this is a good one.
1: So I got to ask you. The next one is if the person has cheated in the past. Is that a red flag?
0: I mean, did we talk about this
1: together? Yeah.
0: Yeah, we did. Did I ask you if you ever cheated? I don't remember. Is it a red flag if someone doesn't ever tell you that they cheated?
1: Uh, I don't think it's a red flag if they don't. Like offer
0: it out voluntarily?
1: No, I don't think so.
0: So you're saying that you need to ask the question and if they answer yes.
1: Yep. You should ask the question.
0: Oh, so you should always ask. Yeah. At what point?
1: Uh, Not till you're in a serious relationship, in my opinion.
0: Mm. I'd say you probably would need to ask right before.
1: Maybe right before, like the cusp of getting into a relationship. Yeah. so okay, but, but, but is but it a red the flag? Question, is it a red flag?
0: I think for sure it is something that you need to evaluate.
1: Right. Is it a deal breaker?
0: Well, I think it probably depends.
1: Tell me what it depends on.
0: Wow. Well, yes. Yeah, a follow up question. Yeah, I know you wanted to say something, didn't you? Mm. Um, I would say, and you took a note on this, which I liked you got to get so curious. Like I'd say remove all maybe anger, frustration, any kind of like personal, especially negative emotion. You want to be really, you want to be like a detective, but not hyper vigilant, and just be curious. Hey, that is interesting. I really appreciate you sharing. What'd you learn?
1: Right, but what would make that cheating a deal breaker? That's my question for you.
0: That's the question I would say if they tell you some superficial, very surface level, or blame the other person for cheating. Right there and you, you go. ask That's the question, "Why? What was the root?" And they have no answer.
1: Right. Okay. Another thing for me, another potential deal breaker is if it was very recent.
0: Yeah, like how? What like
1: this was in a year a, in their last relationship that was very that was recent.
0: So, if within the past twelve months.
1: Twelve months, a year and a half. I would say almost even up to two years. If they cheated in that timeline, I'd be very... I would have a lot of questions. Is
0: that to punish them?
1: No, I just would say, hey, this is a pattern that I'm not sure has truly been healed yet.
0: It's just hard to tell. Yeah. No like, one wants to be the first one to <laughs> to test it out. Right? I
1: mean, yeah. And so but now...
0: I do like that answer, though. Mm-hmm. Sorry to cut you off. No, That's okay. Because here's one thing that... Is not really paraded or talked about out loud very much is if we're being honest, you're going to be tempted an engagement, marriage, relationship date. Like the temptation is guaranteed. So if I'm looking at a partner who's already demonstrated, especially not just internally in their thought life, but externally in their decision making that they're susceptible to committing. Mm -hmm. What's the word? Adultery. Well, not a, yeah, but cheating. in relationship, it's committing um uh, if they've cheated.
1: Yeah, if they've committed <laughs> <And> a, <laughs> a cheating. If <laughs> <An laughs> they've <active> committed cheating. <laughs> a cheating,
0: um, then I'm concerned because that for me is like, okay, something is very much off in the foundation. Right. And we all make mistakes. Absolutely. And right. And the definition of being a Christian is saying, I've made mistakes too. Which but is, Jesus covers me.
1: Which is why I think it's important because a lot of people hear the word cheating and they're like, if they've cheated at all, deal breaker, goodbye. And I don't think that reflects the gospel and the picture of the gospel because I don't, Jesus doesn't look at us and say, you've cheated, you're completely eliminated right. from all these things. Right. So I think. You shouldn't eliminate them by the fact that they've cheated. You should ask a lot of questions and there are factors in their answers that might be a deal breaker. Yes. How long ago was it? Did they are they justifying it? Um, has this been a one-time thing or consistent multiple patterns in multiple relationships? That's another one we should say. Yeah. If that's a consistent pattern that they haven't truly healed. I'd be like, meow, meow, meow. yeah if they've
0: <laughs> if they've cheated, It's two things. It's compassionate curiosity from you and what you're looking for, your diamond, your gold nugget, the thing you are searching for is ownership.
1: And healing. And healing. Right. Like, have they healed? I'm thinking of, I know someone who I had on the podcast years ago, and um, Rashawn Copeland, and he did have cheating in his past, Um, but he got radically his life radically changed. So he cheated a lot in his past. Then he radically shifted his life. So I think that you also got to get curious about when that was, how much healing that's happened in their life. And why don't we just be honest about my past that I've cheated.
0: You've cheated? Yeah. I've told you that. Oh, how long ago?
1: Babe, don't act surprised right now. You are so annoying. <laughs> You're pretending like you didn't know.
0: Refresh my memory as if this was the first time.
1: Okay. This happened when I was uh, like 19, 20.
0: Oh, I remember.
1: Like 14 years ago.
0: Hmm. What did you learn from that?
1: I mean, a lot. I, a lot. I learned a lot. Now, this is not a therapy session, but I just mean I have cheated. I, it was obviously way long in my past ago. But, you know, you didn't eliminate me just because I have that in my past at some point.
0: I mean, yeah, it was 14 years ago. Oh. I, I I definitely made a lot of... I, you, some people weren't even Christians 14 years ago. You right. Know, it just a, it, that is such a massive amount of time. Oh,
1: last thing I'll say, sorry to cut you off, is that we need to clarify cheating. Not just physical cheating, emotional cheating. And a lot of people don't call emotional cheating, cheating. So, I get curious and ask questions about that. Let's go to the Wait, next red Last bag. question on that. <laughs> yes.
0: Give me the strictest definition of emotional cheating.
1: They're having an emotional relationship with somebody of the opposite gender while they are in a committed relationship with you.
0: So, what about a same sex gender emotional? No, that's affair? no
1: emotion. I mean, unless they are same sex attracted.
0: W- could it be a hyper emotional no, relationship? No, JJ, with
1: emotional cheating is. They are talking to girls. Let's say I'm in a relationship with a guy. They're talking to girls behind your back. They're flirting, getting very emotionally honest and open with them. They're either having phone calls with them, lots of long conversations. They're complimenting them. They're sharing all of, they're even like leaning on each other for the ins and outs of issues in the relationship. The worst part about emotional cheating, though, is if the other person doesn't know that you, as the girlfriend or a boyfriend, exist.
0: Yeah, I think that's. Yeah.
1: And they are, this person's like forming an emotional relationship with you. And okay. that's happened to me many times. Okay. Let's move on to the next.
0: That was a good one. Yeah. The okay. next one. Next one. You start dating. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's be honest. Cause we all did it. We all do it. We all kiss dating. <laughs> we all kiss dating goodbye. And then we came back. So we're all kind of kissing, holding hands, making out sometimes, depending on who you are. hmm I come to you, I kiss you on the lips, good night. Uh, maybe you make out, which we don't encourage to clarify. They have a different physical boundary than you and want to go further than wherever you have drawn your line and say, I'm not comfortable.
1: Okay. I say this is a red flag and it could potentially be a deal breaker um, uh, because here's what needs to happen. An honest dialogue with that person, saying, "Hey, here I I'm feeling or sensing that your physical boundaries might be different than mine. Here are mine, and here are why these are so um, important to me, and how I came to them. Are you open to sticking to bringing your boundaries to the level that my boundaries are? Seeing their answer, and are they willing to to truly change their convictions and to come to yours?" but that, then there's another question which is why were their convictions what their convictions were.
0: Right. And I think that's probably my top concern. Not cuz the the tactical, you know, relational conflict that you're going to have is they're going to want to go further than you are. And they're going to push like the reality is that one person's going to change and it's probably going to be you
1: if you have the stricter boundaries
0: right yeah but so that's going to be a conflict that you're gonna yep. have to be very 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 aware of and keen of and incredibly incredibly disciplined True. and rooted in because that's going to come up every single time you guys hang out at 10 o'clock at night and no one's home like that is going to be the focal point but more importantly. I'd say it's more of a red flag and deal breaker because as we talked about in the sex series, someone's sexual ethic doesn't define their salvation and holiness before God, but someone's sexual ethic completely reflects how deeply they desire to please God Mm. and glorify him in everything they do.
1: Yeah. Amen, honey. That's not something that I've always been good at but I've had to be stricter. I was stricter in my last years of dating. And I just think that if somebody is like, you know what, I'm okay with making out and grinding and maybe some orgasms. That's like, if we're getting nitty gritty, that's a very different extreme than you're like, I'm okay with holding your hand and kissing you. Um, those are very, two very different boundaries. And they, the person may still not want to have sex quote unquote, like penetrative sex and be saying like, yeah, I'm holding out to a marriage, but I'm okay with all these things. Yeah. Those are different boundaries, very different boundaries.
0: Well, And and to clarify, since uh, we're so weird about this as Christians is we have the idea that sex before marriage is only penetrative sex, but that is such a absolute flat, flat, demeaning way to look at the act of sex. Mm -hmm. It's so... Much more than that, which is an amazing thing, especially within the confines of marriage. Yeah. But somehow when it's outside of marriage, we draw a line saying it's penetrative sex only. Everything else is kind of gray. Well, I'm like, no, it's not gray. It's Mm. pretty clear that it is sexual intimacy in general. And that's why we just always, always, always encourage. But here's the reality. If you're listening listening to to this. this, Here's the reality. If you're listening to this, I've just I've kept thinking about this. There's probably nothing I could say or do to you right now listening that is going to affect the way that you uphold your physical boundary at 10 or 11 o'clock at night unless you go out and you build your sexual ethic and God and God's word mm. and it is deeply personal. Yeah. Like that why is so deeply personal. It's just like your wife for working out. When my alarm clock goes off at five thirty in the morning, every day, if my conviction is not strong enough, like I'm not getting You're not out going. of bed. Yep. I am not getting out of bed.
1: What if it was an alarm at five thirty to go kneel and pray to Jesus?
0: I mean, that'd be great. But <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> but my say. point but my point is that decision to wake up at five thirty in the morning, I make it the night before. Right. I don't make it in the moment, yeah, and if I don't make right. it the night before, it's not yeah. happening.
1: This is like atomic habits, okay, here's another part of this though. What if they recently had sex
0: <sighs> we're as and we're evaluating them to be a romantic partner, yes, I would say it's um I'd say it's a huge red flag, yeah. And depending on how recently, I'd say it's probably a deal breaker. And that's not because of any judgment. I can't judge them. I don't have authority to judge them. It is just saying I would severely question their spiritual maturity and the way that they are running their life.
1: Yeah. I would say, too, it's like if they couldn't hold it then and it was just six months ago or three months ago or whatever, then how are they and now they're saying they want stricter boundaries how though like what are they truly going for and again there's redemption for everyone and you can certainly change the patterns of your past but i would just if you're wanting to date that person i'd get really curious about that
0: yeah i would just say it's just like the cheating like i'm looking for the ownership i'm looking to the degree that they've taken this seriously and said like this happened And here's what I'm doing to make sure it never happens again.
1: Yep. Good, good, good. Okay, let's go to the next one, babe. So a lot of people put through this one in my question box. But what if they have a lot of jealousy? Is that a red
0: flag? They have a lot of jealousy? Uh, I'd say it's a big red flag. Really? Oh, yeah. Mm. Because... That for me is signaling that, you know, being jealous in itself is I can see the why they feel that way. Mm. But for me, when you say jealous, it is like a huge, it's a huge red flag of, okay, there's major insecurity that has not been dealt with.
1: I hear that. So this is where I would get questioned. I would, I would have, you would need more information in my opinion, uh, because a if they are not aware of their jealousy or willing to work on it that is a deal breaker.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's a spectrum of jealousy. Right.
1: Or if they can have some jealous moments most like and they're aware of it it's most likely coming from past pain if they have been cheated on, um if they have anxious attachment, uh if they struggle with abandonment, you know. So there's probably something that maybe that other person is doing either unintentionally that is triggering that person to feel jealous or they are doing something that really is making them uncomfortable. They bring it to them. Like let's say having an opposite sex friends our last episode and I'm bringing that up to you and I'm noticing you are messaging this friend of yours that's a girl more consistently than you talk to me. And that's making me feel a little bit jealous. Well,
0: even just a lot. I Listen, let's just say this. Right? Like, that would right. be a situation right. where... Totally. Look, um, my first answer was probably a bit abrasive. <laughs> I was thinking so. <laughs> I would clarify that, like, you could be jealous. And I still would have married you, even if it was a red flag for me. And I'm... Just because something's a red flag on your end, it doesn't mean I have a hall pass to treat it like it's a negative thing about you, and I disdain or criticize or condescend you because of it. Right. Like, there's probably a reason why you're jealous. And when it comes to your jealousy, and, you know, like, if we're being transparent, like, me on Instagram, with who I follow, the girls I interact with, like, there was insecurity, and there was some jealousy, which is okay. And... Yep. I had no issue because you were my priority mm-hmm. going and removing or unfollowing or just having a very strict policy. That wasn't a problem for me in the sense of it still might have been your insecurity and an unhealed trauma. But I'm not condescending you or putting it all on you to take care of. Right. It is something, though, that is a work in progress.
1: Yep. And I would say, like, personally, I've gotten jealous with, like, the amount of time you maybe spend on your phone or you watch football compared to how much time we're getting together. So, you know, sometimes what?
0: Tell them the biggest one you get jealous of. The dogs. Yeah, Kate gets jealous of me and the dogs.
1: Because sometimes he walks in the door and it's all about the dogs for five minutes and I'm there and I feel like chopped liver. Whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. But who is getting up to come (laughs) greet me and who's sitting there? Pouting.
1: No, 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 no. It's always the dogs first. But okay. No, it's not no, no. no, you guys don't need to hear all the things we're personally no,
0: working through. No. <laughs> anyway. JJ loves dogs. Okay. But jealousy he loves dogs. but okay, but when it becomes too close, when it becomes a deal breaker, yeah. is when that jealousy is extending as a form of control. Yes. They are not giving you the autonomy or they're not giving you the option to to choose who you want to follow or unfollow, they're not giving you the choice, right? To go out with your friends, mm-hmm. to go out with other people. Like they are making those decisions for you. I would say that's a jealousy that has grown into a big piece of a monster. And
1: and jealousy can be a part of manipulation and abuse. Totally.
0: It can be the source. It can be a, a byproduct resource. Right. But it's, the point is, is mm-hmm. when it's overextending itself into the relationship in your life, I just say, hey, listen, I have a lot of compassion for you. I do think that this is probably something that needs to be addressed in singleness and dealt with for with a uh, with some major healing.
1: Right. Well, what I was saying to you, you said byproduct. I was saying jealousy can actually come from somebody who's abusive. Like they it's a tactic they use to I'm jealous for your time. So I don't want you to spend time with other people. Right. That's a tactic of abuse. So, yeah, it's. It's control. definitely like a control. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go to the next one. Uh, you're dating someone and you start seeing that they have some narcissistic tendencies. And now you're not sure if they're a narcissist. Is that a red flag?
0: Okay. They have narcissistic tendencies.
1: Oh, yeah. I have a lot to say on this, but I'm asking you the question. So I'll allow you to go first.
0: <laughs> okay. Can you? I love that. Thank you. Mm hmm. That's very hard for you, isn't it? hmm <laughs> Could you repeat or reframe the question?
1: If you are dating someone and you start seeing, oh, this looks like a bit of narcissism, is that a red flag?
0: Okay. Well <laughs> 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 let's just knock out the big one first. This is the most overused, overhyped, un un appreciated oh no, what's the word? Not underappreciated, but un um, misunderstood word. Yes. It's
1: misunderstood and misused and overused.
0: Yes. A hundred percent.
1: Everything is a narcissist now. Everybody's a dog. My dog's dog's a narcissist narcissist now. Right. Just like everyone started using the word gaslighting, now it's like everyone's a narcissist. Oh, he's just a narcissist. He says one like almost selfishly prideful comment and now he's a narcissist yeah it is it is oh my gosh toxic
0: gaslighting narcissism i wish we could delete them from our vocabulary (laughs) and we could be scattered to the ends of the earth to find new words
1: i'm glad people have awareness but i don't think they have the right awareness they're taking like a small definition and applying it when for example, narcissism is so complex. Right. It is an incredibly complex mental issue. And there is this spectrum of narcissism. Can I talk about my three kinds of narcissism? That this is not clinical, okay, but this is my my definition of three kinds of narcissism.
0: Okay. So this is the cal, psych- cal psychologist Kate. Yes. And her definition.
1: People who are on occasion really selfish. And think of themselves like they are kind of in their own world, almost like that main character energy energy. This is on occasion, they have main character energy. That is somebody who has some narcissistic tendencies. On occasion, which I venture to say almost every human person does. What? have a level of some narcissistic tendencies if we're defining narcissism as like somebody who has a mental issue where they are consistently thinking only of themselves right if we just define it something like that like every person has a level of really selfish almost every person has a level of on occasion narcissistic tendencies that's my opinion not me okay See, there you go. That's a narcissist. No <laughs> I'm,
0: no, I'm probably the most selfless person I know.
1: See, that's exactly what a narcissist would say.
0: How? I'm I'm just looking at myself and just realizing how selfless and others minded I am.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because you're so amazing and you never see a flaw in yourself.
0: Yeah, I mean I am very humble. <laughs>
1: Oh, my gosh, this is reminding me of that video. Haley sent us. Okay, so the second is somebody who has consistent narcissistic tendencies. It is like very second nature. They have very they have a lot of narcissistic tendencies and it's very consistent. I can think of somebody right off the top of my head. who? I can't say. <laughs> <laughs> but they have very consistent. Consistent narcissistic tendencies. And it is just, okay, that's very clear. Now that is different though. And that's on the low spectrum of narcissists. That is a low spectrum or somebody with narcissistic tendencies, which is different from who somebody who is genuinely a severe, like clinically narcissistic. Okay. Somebody who is, I mean, they this is an actual, they have been diagnosed. If they went to some kind of psychologist, they would be diagnosed as a real true narcissist. And I, there are a lot of narcissists walking around the world, don't get me wrong, but we are classifying any person who has a selfish moment as a narcissist. And I just think that, okay, then you can almost say that every human being is a narcissist in some capacity. narcissists very rarely can take ownership or change. They are very much in their own world, cannot see it any other way, and they just live in their own virtual reality without any real concept of what's actually happening. They're usually, though, very driven by shame. Narcissists are very actually have deep, deep, deep shame. But anyway, I'm not going to go into the whole psychoanalysis of narcissists because I think that could be like a whole different episode. But I think, yes, narcissism is a red flag, but everyone needs to stop classifying somebody immediately as a narcissist. It's just wrong. I agree. <laughs> do you have any more thoughts on that?
0: I, I don't know. Am I allowed to? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, Mr.
1: Mr. Uh, Perfect over there. Do you have anything to chime in?
0: <laughs> well, I have a question. <laughs> yeah. Are you born with narcissism or can it be developed through trauma?
1: Oh, I think narcissism is developed through trauma. Always? I don't know the the entire ins and outs of, I'm not, I don't know everything about narcissism. So I haven't studied it quite enough to that point to know like how it begins and if it's prescriptive.
0: So is there, by that definition then, is there actually empathy and compassion for a narcissist?
1: Absolutely. But should you marry a narcissist just because you have empathy and compassion for them? (laughs)
0: <laughs> no no that's not what i'm saying I'm, I'm but i'm talking about when you're evaluating it because we're pushing them away like a 10 foot sorry we're pushing them away like a leper
1: i think every one of these things even if they cheated i would have compassion because there's right, probably some but kind of pain
0: specifically narcissists though yeah they get the label they get the stiff arm you know what's funny about narcissists though what number one mm they call other people narcissists more than anybody else. <laughs> and number two, narcissists hate true narcissists or people who have severely narcissistic tendencies. They hate being around other narcissists, <laughs> right? Because they they're competing for the hate center of it. attention. They cannot yeah. stand them, right?
1: Absolutely, but that's where I think. Yes, dating a narcissist is a red flag, but please don't label every person that has a narcissistic or selfish moment as a narcissist, okay? And we don't have time to go into the ins and outs of like everything with narcissism, but if you're someone who freely uses that word, doesn't really know much about somebody and labels them as a narcissist, that isn't fair, and that's where I just want to challenge you. Like, we're overusing that word and incorrectly using it, and- somebody might just genuinely have a selfish moment, okay? So they have a selfish moment, they can have grace for that. But if they come back and own it and actually make change from that, that's not necessarily a narcissist, okay?
0: Yeah, I listen, if you've ever been around a true narcissist,
1: yes, <laughs>
0: then you are very hesitant to ever use that word, to describe anybody else because of the weight it carries. Exactly. It is a big deal because it is a mental disorder. Yes. And when you are around that or you've been damaged by a severely narcissistic person, there is nothing else that almost compares to that experience in some ways. So I would just say out of respect to probably the the mental condition and people who actually do suffer from it and the victims of people who've been around it, just... Find another word, uh, be much more Before gracious labeling. with with using that title and label. Um, and I would definitely say under no condition ever go into a relationship with someone who is very consistently or severely narcissistic. Um, okay, you ready? This is a good one. You're in the Bible Belt <laughs> and you're dating someone and they're honestly... Without judging them, you experience them as being pretty judgmental mm-hmm. or like holier than thou too Christian. Yep. Like they almost make you feel guilty, <sighs> but not in a good way. Like in a condemning way. It's like
1: the person that sees I have a tattoo and is like, I can't believe you would do that. i got to write you off because you have one tattoo on your body. I'm like, okay, that's exactly who we're talking about here. And I full on know that in our Facebook group, there was a debate a few months ago about tattoos. And I got to admit, I love our Facebook group. But we've had to get super rigid the last year because this, this, what we're talking about here is happens way too much.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. So is it a red flag that you guys are too, are very rigid about your policy now?
1: <laughs> no. This is our group. We It's our group. We own the group.
0: So we're allowed to be rigid, but they're not.
1: Because it's our group. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> okay. I'm just messing with you. But I agree. I think, listen, and the way that someone comes off, let's just put it this way. If I think something is wrong with their theology, with how you run your life, with how you treat somebody else, how do I act on that? Yep. Period. Not We're not talking about the person being in the wrong. We're talking about how you are letting them know, the world know, if you let anybody know that they're wrong. How are you doing that?
1: And if you are not leading with curiosity, genuine curiosity, I would say that is immediately where you're in the wrong. Probably. Like... I'm just going to sit here and judge them or just silently judge them and completely eliminate them. Or I'm going to judge them and verbally try to tell them that they are so wrong without asking questions, getting curious, without an agenda behind my curiosity. Well,
0: leading with an accusation. When has that ever gone well? (laughs) But more importantly, when you lead with an accusation, it's not about the other person. It's actually about you.
1: Can we give some other specific examples of this, like, almost, quote, too Christian, righteous? I think the virginity thing is a big one. Oh, virginity. Absolutely. You're
0: not a virgin. I'm so sorry. I always imagine I'd be marrying a virgin. Oh, my gosh. I don't have. Can I say another
1: one? (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. sorry.
0: Yeah. Go ahead.
1: Vaccines. We recently had a post in our Facebook group that we took down, and I'm like, they're like, everyone's, is this a deal breaker? And they're like, absolutely. Because if somebody did a vaccine, that means they're clearly brainwashed. And then people are like, absolutely. If they did not do a vaccine, it's because they're clearly brainwashed. And I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. this is... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's people listening to this and that's you. But, wow. Like, we see things so black and white. Well, it's so more like... black and white.
0: It's more like there's definitely uh we've lost an ability to hold things in tension and say okay that might be good for you and what you believe i disagree but that doesn't mean we have to lose unity right and more importantly i could see how a vaccine conversation for raising a kid together and how you want to run your family could be very challenging
1: Right. But this was about if they got the covid vaccine. Yeah. Would it be I'd say deal like, at this point
0: with the covid vaccine, We're, we're you're kind of arguing about a flu shot is the equivalent. Of yeah. What I mean,
1: we're about. not we don't talk about anything and that's become so politicized and we don't do that here. But like I'm just saying if your immediate response is, oh, you did that or you didn't do that, eliminate right. like, uh, OK, like without getting curious and then we're going to get into politics in just a second but like that's a thing with politics too we're like immediately oh that's your belief eliminate so uh, you know tattoos virginity there's a, what other ones oh oh if they've been divorced yeah eliminate um you know like they <laughs> it's just oh my gosh
0: yeah i would just say that honestly though the spirit of judgment mm-hmm. uh is is going to be very tough to build a loving relationship with
1: yep absolutely
0: because judgment is basically it actually can be truth without love it's it can be it's basically truth without grace yeah that's what judgment is Mm
1: -hmm. can we go to we're gonna skip to politics right now actually because i think it ties in okay because if somebody is obsessed with politics and with the caveat they do not work in politics okay They do not work in politics, but they are obsessed with politics. Is that a red flag to you?
0: Well, what's the difference between the working person and the person who's not working?
1: Well, that person is probably way more like passionate about it because they're working in it every single day.
0: Are you not allowed to be passionate about it if you don't work in politics?
1: I'm just saying, if you're working, okay, it's more of a deal. Like, if I'm a Republican and I work in Republican politics, there's probably I I probably more likely want to be with somebody with a similar value because this is something I do all of the time.
0: Oh, and and well, and professionally speaking,
1: professionally speaking, it
0: is a big part of your life,
1: right? So that's where. But people who don't work in politics are like, if they're this or if they are in the middle, they're gone, you know, and so. And it's all they can talk about in conversations.
0: Yeah, listen, let's be honest. I think we all kind of know who we're we're talking about here. It's our, you know, baby boomer or... (laughs) uh, But they are millennials out there too. Like there are a lot of people around this who care deeply about politics. And I'm not about to shame someone for being passionate about something. I just think for me, it is a major red flag when the politics and their beliefs have become their top priority Mm. and their top identity.
1: Yeah, it's... And
0: as Christians who live on an internal perspective, who've been radically, radically changed by Jesus, I think the natural byproduct of that is your top priority is the kingdom of God. Yep. And your second... To that is your top identity is found in one thing, which is Christ.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You're
0: not an American first. You're not a Republican first. Your life, where you give your money and your time, is to the church and the kingdom first. And You're then, first. right, exactly because a follower of Jesus. Yeah, first. and listen, like I think people forget. We're gonna do a whole episode on this. I I don't think people understand what was going down when the gospel came to the world. Right. That the empire that they lived in mm-hmm. that was hunting them down, killing them. Yeah, I just read about Nero. People talk about our country's gone this generation. Listen to me. I was just reading about Nero this morning, the mm-hmm. emperor right in the first century after Christ. He had sex slaves that were children Castrated one of them who was a boy and married him.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: That was the kind of culture and government that the gospel and the first church was surrounded by. Right. What was their priority? Was it to overthrow the Roman empire which is by the way what every jew even the disciples which is what they wanted they lived in the one of the one of the times where you wish and could even see god overthrowing or god stepping in but he didn't because mm-hmm. that wasn't the priority yeah wasn't the most important thing so as americans we can be grateful for the time and place and the government we live in And I do think there's people who are called vocationally to work within government. But let's not ever get it twisted. Like the priority is kingdom, 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 infinite, sovereign, massive, holy, incredible gap. Yeah, And then maybe politics.
1: What I will say, that was very well said. Obsessed with politics and pushing politics and politics as a conversation starter early in dating is a red flag for me. And it's because you know, I learned through the time of COVID that that is a very sensitive topic. That was a very sensitive topic that year. It's about to be this next year. And there needs to be a lot of trust built with somebody. I've realized um, through social media, through friends, through all of the different situations I've experienced, you need to have trust with somebody in order to have conversations about politics these days. Because These days, it's very rare that you can just talk with a stranger and it's going to be a safe conversation um, or talk with somebody on a first date. And so if somebody is trying to push conversations of politics really early on, for me, that's a red flag, because it's not that you can't ask me kind of where I land politically, but if you're trying to talk about it a lot frequently... That's a red flag, especially if I put in a boundary, because I believe some of those conversations with the state of the world we're in, like require more trust mm. and safety in their relationship. Mm. And so that's what I'll say on that. Um, we have only a little bit of time and I really think we should cover like a lie, being a liar.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. you go in there.
1: Yeah. Like somebody who's dishonest or specifically just tells white lies
0: okay so let's well let's clarify there's dishonest that which is like shady mm. and then there's like blatant white lies
1: i think white lies is also being dishonest
0: oh yeah it, i mean yeah. it's a form of dishonesty right. but dishonesty maybe has a couple different
1: right like you can lie like blatant i'm like no part of what i'm telling is the truth yeah white lie is it's partial truth but it's also kind of a lie
0: Yes, and then there's absolute withholding of the truth. Yes. Which I didn't lie, but I also didn't say it out loud.
1: Yeah. So Like
0: you never asked me.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah right. That,
0: That's probably the most prevalent one. Yeah. Which... I,
1: I just think lies are a red flag in general. Like, definitely a red flag. Um, You want honesty. Typically, though, somebody lies to stay in control or because they have a lot of shame. And so I do have compassion over people who are liars but I also know that you got to watch out because a lot of people who lie could be abusers but there are also just normal people who struggle with lying because of people pleasing because of shame and they are telling white lies like like why I can't come to this party tonight or this event tonight or why I had to cancel the date and it's like they really had something come up but they're like kind of making it seem better than it is and so that they're not seen in such poor light yeah so it's a white lie
0: Listen, uh, when Jesus in uh, the um, Sermon on the Mount talks about let your yes be a yes and your no be a no, what he actually means is let your yes be so much of a yes and full of truth that it's not even a question that you are withholding truth. Mm. Meaning you are telling the blunt truth with no partiality. Yes. No withholding. You are so clear and truthful and honest that your yes is fully a yes.
1: I agree. Can I give a caveat to the situation?
0: Sure. Interesting. I thought you just said li- lies are a red flag. No, I, they, they are. And now you're about to give me a whole No, pass. no.
1: With, with withholding, I think there is a time and place for withholding the breadth of information okay so in school of dating we teach about circle boundaries and for example like somebody who it that I've deemed is not a safe person or somebody I have not built trust with either they've discerned my trust because they're unhealthy or I haven't built trust with them yet if they ask me about the breadth of an abusive relationship I've been in or the full relationship with somebody in my family I'm going to say it's okay and maybe it's okay or it's better today and not tell them, like with a family member, I'm giving the example, it's okay or it's better today, but I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of how horribly traumatic and all those details. So I'm withholding a lot of information out of a boundary.
0: Okay, this is a good question.
1: (laughs) But I'm not lying.
0: So you're saying... Not going to bre- like breadth and specifics of information, mm-hmm. but just leaving it as an answer.
1: As a, a mo, mul- as a, and the, but the, it's in the intention, right? Because the intention of me doing that is for safety of myself and safety of trust with this person. So,
0: uh, but can you be a little bit more clear, like on example?
1: Yeah, a guy who I'm going on a date with reads in my book that I was in an abusive relationship and wants to know all the details, and it's a second date. I am not going to reveal that information. Yeah, but I'm going to withhold but it. But you
0: don't have to lie. You're not lying Right. If you I'm, say, that's what I'm saying. Thank you for the question. I prefer not to answer.
1: Right. I think withholding of truth is just can sometimes be murky when you say that because of withholding of information versus, I guess, withholding of truth, correct?
0: Yeah. It's like we all know what we're talking about. Hey, yeah. JJ, did you do what I asked you uh, in the whole list? And I'd say, yeah I did blah 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 and I withhold that last chore that I didn't do and I'm hoping or that, that you're only like
1: half did two of the things yeah so and I'm hoping that it. like
0: you don't double check or you ask about that one like
1: but that's a with that's a white lie hey
0: JJ like are you talking to this girl behind my back and it's like no I'm not talking to her behind your back but I'm like but I kind of am right right like we're commenting on each other's Instagrams uh photos or we
1: dm on occasion yeah
0: it's like yeah i'm not talking to her i think you know the whole
1: point of this is like you want somebody to be very forthcoming
0: yeah just very very clearly honest that you don't have to guess or ask like you don't have to get your magnifying glass out and ask two or three or four clarifying questions because you think that they're withholding something yes right that's a big deal and you know
1: i oh sorry go ahead
0: well listen Play the for this one. I have something to say to wrap up. Okay. Play the um, play the Rocky theme music because I'm about to drop something.
1: Dun, nah, 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 nah. That's not it. No, that's it. bad to the bone. Bad to the bone.
0: Okay. Thank you. So I just wanted to say something. When it co- I've actually been very convicted as what I would say a career. Corner cutter. and my life, I'm not going to talk about when I developed this habit or who I'm copying. I'm not making excuses. I'm taking full ownership. And I want to specifically apologize to all my golf buddies because you all knew it. This is not new information, but I, I'm showing you. I'm a new man.
1: Your golf buddies, were not your wife?
0: Well, I've <laughs> cheated on them i have cheated against them. (laughs) To my golf buddies, I am sorry because I have been dishonest. I have cut corners. We can argue about, you know, I was playing really badly and it didn't even matter, okay? That's a separate conversation. (laughs) But to my golf buddies, I'm just going to be honest. I've cheated. I've found balls that weren't there. I brought an extra one with me in my pocket. You know what I'm talking about because you've done it too. And... But this has been very convicting for me because the way that you handle the little things in your life, Mm. the little things where no one's looking, I think for me, speak volumes about how you handle everything in life. And I personally don't think that God rewards those who can't steward a little. He who can be trusted with little can what? Be trusted trusted with with much. much. And so when you're on the golf course, when you're at your work, when you're working the books, if you have your own business and you're having to try to itemize expenses and especially those discretionary ones where you have to ask yourself, was this really for the business? (laughs) Was this really for me? Right. Right. How are you running your life in the little areas? Right. And I think as Christians, here's here's a motivation. It's not to be a good boy. Or a good girl with the little thing so that God gives me a bigger teddy bear at the end of the day.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: no. I want someone to be able to look at my life, every little corner, nitty gritty, tiny decision, yep. and see where my heart is, which is to glorify God and say, wow, that's amazing. Their discipline and the way that they want to honor God extends to everywhere in their life so that what? The full picture painting of their life paints and glorifies a picture that glorifies and honors god
1: yeah amen
0: so to my golf buddies i'm so sorry i'm a new man you are yeah yeah and i have really made it a point that Mm -hmm. when i go out when i'm playing by myself or with someone else now i'm i'm penalizing myself even when no one's looking
1: that's sweet sweetheart Well, this was a great episode, you guys. Went, flew through a bunch of them. Um, and I think we may have one more episode for you guys in this season, but thanks for being here. We love y'all so much. Wait, can I
0: ask you a question to end on? What? What's the last thing you've lied about?
1: I'm a horrible liar. If I ever do really, really, really lie, I'm very bad at it.
0: Okay. What's the last thing that you've maybe withheld the truth about?
1: Oh gosh, I, I don't think I can remember because I don't I don't do that very often.
0: You haven't tried to sneak anything by the budget. Okay. <laughs> 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 I did lie. Oh. I'm not lying. Oh, oh, oh yeah. this is on camera. <laughs> I'm not lying. We just got your reaction. No,
1: we decided that shampoo is a household item. It's not like my fun money.
0: Okay, but even other than that, you've never tried to. Put something in a specific category. I did. Okay. Oh. Here's what I
1: did. This is not a lie. I sold something on offer up, and they gave us, it was $250, and they gave Venmo $200, which I put in our personal account, checking account. And then the guy handed me 50 bucks. And guess what? I kept that 50 bucks.
0: And didn't tell me.
1: (laughs) No, I did tell you.
0: Oh, oh! After I caught you, but I,
1: no, you didn't catch yes, me. Yes, I asked. I, the information. I asked.
0: No, no, I I had to ask you. <laughs> well, I didn't. How even, much I they paid? I haven't used
1: it yet. <laughs> it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> See, you're trying to justify it, and that's what we do. That's what we do. You don't oh have to teach gosh. a little kid how to justify. I'm like, yay! I and get and
1: more fun money. <laughs> yeah,
0: hidden fun money. So that, but that's exactly it. Trust with the little things, honey. <sighs> How's God gonna give you five million dollars if you can't handle the fifty? <laughs> Thank with you honor. for that
1: call out, sweetheart. It's so kind of you.
0: Hey, this is a Joel <laughs> Osteen uh sermon right now. You handle that fifty, then God's gonna multiply it by tenfold. Okay, guys. <laughs> That's how it works.
1: I'm sorry, Dave Ramsey. I'm not the best at the budget. Okay? I'm so
0: pumped we got that on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like go to bed and just listen to that. <laughs> 30 seconds. Okay,
1: guys. We hope Every that, night. that you feel equipped with red flags. And we will see and you. And your
0: future marriage budgets.
1: <laughs> and we will see you next week.
0: Bye, guys. Bye. Love you. Bye.